0: The US regional banks took another dive yesterday, US job openings fell for a third month on the economic data front, in Europe while bank lending tightened and tightened strongly and core inflation eased. So all that kind of abated the hawkish expectations for the Fed and for the ECB that came along following the surprise 25 basis point hike from the Reserve Bank of Australia yesterday. So both the Fed and the European Central Bank are now expected to hike by 25 basis points this week. But the U.S. politicians now urge Jerome Powell to stop hiking the interest rates to avoid a further turmoil in U.S. So welcome. This is Swisscoats' daily market talk. Uh. Yeah, so the banking relief after JP Morgan swallowed the first Republic Bank on Monday this week remained fairly short-lived, as some US regional bank stocks, like Valley National Bank Corp, for example, lost another 3% in the US yesterday, Western Alliance Spartan Corporation another 15%, while PacWest Bancorp another 28%, even though the letter had said last week, remember, that the deposit outflows had slowed in March. As such, it SPDR's US regional bank ETF was down by more than 6% at yesterday's trading session. It means that no, unfortunately, the US regional banking crisis is hard to wane, even though we all hope for that. High interest rates are truly being felt in these banks' portfolios after the post-2007 post-2008 regulation mandated lenders to actually hold these large amount of treasuries in their portfolios and that, well, the Federal Reserve rapid interest rate hikes since last year literally hammered the value of those holdings and obviously along with a mismatch in duration these portfolios will lead to the actual crisis the actual stress that we see and the latter will likely have a sizable impact on credit lending in the US hence on economic activity so that's why obviously the US politicians are not happy and they now urge Jerome Powell to stop hiking the interest rates now Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, for example, have reportedly written a letter to warn the Federal Reserve that the bank turmoil of today and the cumulative interest rate hikes leave the US economy more vulnerable to an overreaction from the Federal Reserve. So, maybe, but just maybe, the Federal Reserve will take all that into account when it is expected to announce that additional and perhaps the final 25 basis point hike at today's decision time. Now, if we make a list of pros and cons for a further rate hike beyond this week's meeting, well, on the pros list we have this resilient consumer spending in the US and that sticky inflation that actually does need to be addressed. In the cons list we start seeing the lagged impact the lagged effects of these accumulated interest rate hikes since last year in the form of a slowing economy banking stress, the inevitable tightening in the credit lending conditions as a result of the pain that is felt by the US regional banks, and as a cherry on top, well, we all know that the debt ceiling debate in the US isn't over just yet, although the US President Joe Biden invited congressional leaders for a chat on May 9, so that's next week. That being said, I really really don't see how the US politicians on both sides of the political scheme. Uh, could let the US default while there is enough turmoil out there to keep them up at night. Now, on the economic data front, in fact, the job openings data released yesterday in the u.s show that while well, the job vacancies in the u.s fell for the third consecutive month to 9.6 million jobs job quits fell to levels before pandemic and the number of layoffs increased to 1.8 million in March and due today the adp data is actually expected to show that the US economy may have added something around 100 150 000 new private jobs so that's in line with what was printed a month earlier and much slower than the pandemic or the post-pandemic month so the bank stress and the soft economic data fuel safe haven demand and also the expectation that the federal reserve would not carry on with the interest rate hikes from next fymc meeting or at least it won't say it would do so so the us two-year yield up below the four percent psychological mark yesterday gold rally to twenty twenty dollar per ounce as the S&P 500 fell more than one percent at yesterday's trading session even big banks which actually do amass the deposit outflows that leave the regional banks will fail to convince investors at yesterday's trading session except for HSBC which announced the same day that its profit actually did triple following the silicon valley bank collapse back in march and they also announced a two billion dollar worth of a share buyback program and well, you know who else is actually rubbing his hands with this banking stress? Well, it's Apple, guys, because it launched a high-yielding savings account for Apple card holders last month in association with Goldman Sachs. Now we are talking here about a high yielding account that actually pays an annual yield of 4.15%. 4.15% is much better than the banks paying less than half a percentage and even better than your 10 year treasuries that are actually yielding at around 3.5% these days so it's Really, really a good pay and it's actually risk-free. So you bet. Apple amassed nearly 1 billion US dollar in deposits in just four days after its launch, especially as money flew out of the US regional banks to, well, find safer harbors or better paying harbors. So 1 billion US dollar it is. It's just huge for Apple. So it also explains why Apple stock continues gating in the middle of the market uncertainty and the bank turmoil these days. Now, in Europe, there is no bank stress comparable to the US, but the latest survey of bank lending in Europe published yesterday did show that credit conditions in the eurozone tightened substantially and more than analysts expected in the first quarter, that the net credit demand declined by the most since the global financial crisis back in 2007-2008 aid as potential clients have insufficient solvency or loans just simply too expensive for them. Now the good news is that the core inflation in the eurozone actually slowed from 5.7% to 5.6%, it's not huge but it slowed although we saw a small uptick in the headline inflation figure to 7%. The bad news is inflation in Europe as it is the case in the US as well is not only due to demand and the wages growth, it is also due to this widening corporate margins why because companies actually tend to raise their prices more quickly to offset higher input costs and they actually cut them so cut their prices slowly or they just don't cut them at all as profit is obviously sweet so that's what Bloomberg called greedflation in an article that they published earlier this week so the European Central Bank knows that greedflation is a problem but it also knows that it is actually very very difficult to address Now anyway, yes, the tightening credit conditions in the eurozone as a result of bank stress and softer core inflation data released yesterday hint that the European Central Bank will likely hike by a 25 basis point at this week's monetary policy meeting rather than a 50 basis point hike. But, but the Europeans won't stop hiking the interest rates this month. They will likely hike by another 25 basis points uh, or maybe two 25 basis points into this summer to continue fighting inflation. So, the euro dollar actually rebounds back above the 110 psychological mark as both the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank expectations softened yesterday. But, the Federal Reserve expectations did soften more than the ECBs do to the banking stress in the US and I actually remain convinced that any price pullback that we may see in the euro dollar are interesting opportunities to strengthen long positions for actually those investors targeting an advance in the euro dollar toward the 115 psychological mark in the medium run. Elsewhere... Well, U.S. crude fell 5.5% at yesterday's trading session as the revived bank stress in the U.S. raised odds for well, slower economic growth, hence lower oil demand globally. The barrel of U.S. crude fell to $71 per barrel and even an almost 4 million barrel fall in U.S. inventories last week well, couldn't cheer up investors. In the UK, well, BP actually tanked more than 8% at yesterday's trading session to below 500 P level. after. Beating profit forecast. why because they decided to slow the share buybacks as lower energy prices off lately and the annual bonus payouts apparently waited on their cash flow So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and all your insightful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading